0: Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Tone Podcast. As always, I'm joined by my good friend, Timmy Long. Hi, everyone. And this week, we have... City FC captain and stalwart, uh, Garrod Morrissey. How's the farm, Garrod? Hi,
2: lads, how are you? Thanks for having me.
1: Thanks for coming to meet us here in Pleasure. our lovely studio on Little Island. Um, a lot of people will know you, of course, but for those who might
2: not know you, I might not be that familiar with you. Who are you? Where are you from? I'm obviously like grown up. Uh, so in am Garrod Morrissey, um, from Mahin, and I suppose, um, growing up uh, do you know I couldn't have, to be honest I couldn't have picked a better place to grow up like do you know um, when you're like the boys always be winding me up in the training ground and that like do you know from being from Mahan and all that like yeah. just saying it's rough or whatever Like, but I wouldn't have noticed any of it but I suppose now that I'm older and I look back at it I, I'm kind of going right, like if I seen a young flab growing up and he was he seen some of the stuff I seen maybe growing up I would have thought, like right, yeah. that is a rough area but yeah. when you're in it you like I, I think about Martin being described as the north side of the south side. Yeah <laughs> N- N- Norries <laughs> love that one. They love they <laughs> love saying uh, that like but uh, I get that the whole time. But um yeah, yeah. So look yeah. it's a great spot. exactly I, I think it's uh, you know, everyone down there, like they looked after me. Like as soon yeah. as I started excelling at football, like, you know what they would everybody kind of kept an eye out for me. Do you know what I mean? Whatever, mm. do you know, if they up around the shops or something, say late at night or whatever, like, they like, what are you doing? You need to clear, you know that kind of way. Yeah. So there was, there was a lovely um, sense of community about it, like, yeah. uh, so, like, And
3: we'd have that yeah. too in Knocknaheen. yeah, we look, we look after our own, like, yeah. we, we know what everybody's going through, so, Everybody kind of looks out for everybody else. Uh, yeah. You know, your older brother would have looked out for his younger brother and all yeah, these different yeah, things, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's very if, true. You'd
1: have the talented young fellas then in the area. And, you know, like, um, for the wild young flas, if, if, if the young fellas if have wild young flas and you have quiet young fellas, the wild young flas would call the quiet young fellas, you know, uh, soft boys yeah, or pussies. Yeah, but if yeah. he, if he was quiet because he was in sports, he got a free pass. Yeah, know, true, know, enough, you know, true no, enough. Keep your head together, no yeah, way, you yeah, know, yeah, that, yeah, that type yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, who was your schoolboy team ring man? I suppose ring man,
2: yeah. So I was, uh, I was about nine, say, when I joined ring man. Uh, but uh, my man was getting dropped off by a taxi man one day, like in Terry Cummins. He was the neighbour, like and but he also done the uh, coach the under. I think it was twelves at the time, but I was too young for that, so I couldn't get involved. But I remember he said, "Look, come down anyway and fall in or whatever." And then um, went down the next day for training, and so sure, look, never looked back. Like I loved it, you know what I mean? Because. Like, mm-hmm. I'd be on the road, all my buddies would be two years older than me, kind of, and I'd be on the road with them, and then, like, say, whatever night it was, they'd go down to ring Man training, and I'd uh, I'd be like, oh, I'll see you later, but I'd still stay on the road playing with the ball, like, mm-hmm. and I'd be like, oh, I can't go down, there, there's the older team, I have to wait, like, but then Terry, like, pulled up, told me fall in, like, and yeah. I did, and I ended up playing with the older team for uh, the rest of it, like, you know, so it uh, stood me in good stead. Mm-hmm. Do you think that helped your development? Yeah, massively, because, um, you know, everybody... Like I said, I was younger. I was the youngest of our, I suppose, your gang. Like you know, the, the boys that you were hanging around with, they were always two, three years, some of them four years older, like. So you have to try extra hard. Yeah, you know, like I remember, thing. like we, we this thing, we'd always be striking with the outside of our left boot and stuff. Because yeah. uh, I am primarily right leg? But we, we used to always be we'd be mad practicing. Like uh, remember that Roberto Carlos free kick, where he yeah, bent it, that yeah. one. So we all were trying that leg. Like, we like, all <laughs> that. Yeah. So yeah, like yeah, we we, 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 we got obsessed with yeah. it. Like we. Um, but the older lads like I sure at the time I wasn't thinking, oh, they're older, they're just more developed, so they're stronger, so they're able to do it. In my head I was going, How are they able to do it? and I can't do it. Mm-hmm. So you spend morning noon and night kicking the ball against the wall oh. trying to do it like yeah, and mm-hmm. like you said, it just it develops you do you know. Was
3: it your dream to be a footballer at a young age?
2: No, I, I never I never um, it was I never actually actively stood back and thought about it. Mm-hmm. I just loved it. Like I just carried yeah. on and it was never it was never a choice, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. just everything just kinda happened, like Fitted, I never yeah. actually went right. I'm going to set out now, I'm going to do this, this and this to get there and do that. I just kind of kept playing, kept playing uh, ball and it just mm-hmm. developed. Like.
1: Yeah, and what's it, were you always in midfield?
2: Yeah, I was always centre mid, yeah.
1: And what's it like when you're in school? Um, I always like, I, my idea you now of like your League of Order and Clare and you've had a long career there, but coming up through schools and school <laughs> buys, are you always the best on the field? Or is it because you're playing with all the guys, you don't really stand out, but it helps you develop better again?
2: Yeah, um... Like, I
1: always...
3: Is there pressure on you to be the best player, yeah. like, because yeah, you've always I, been grown up?
2: Yeah, I suppose there would be. I remember, um, like, that now, mm. uh, in school. I mm. missed school. I was in the Nagel at the time, so I was first year. Um, I missed school. I was, um... I don't know for whatever reason, but I know I wasn't, I wasn't sick. There wasn't, you know, but I just ended up missing the day of school. But mm. there was a match on anyway, and uh, I remember the teacher sent one of the boys down to the door to, telling me to come up. And he goes, Look, we don't care about you missing the day, just come <laughs> up and call in for the match. I was like, I was there going, But well, I'm out of school. Like, I said, oh. So I ended up going up, play the match. Boys were all going back into school. I was going home because I was out, like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, that, like, like that kind of thing. Like, so I suppose. There was pressure, like, because like, I knew I knew why he was calling me up, like you know. Yeah. So I was going up. I knew I had to, yeah. I had to play well, or I had yeah. to you know whatever. Yeah. Like, so there was pressure, yeah. But, um, yeah, I suppose naturally there was a kind of, uh, um, I suppose there was a, there'd be a knowing like fellas would know, like, oh look, you kind of have a feeling anyway, you know. You'd fellas be like complimenting yeah, yeah. and all the rest yeah. of it, like, so you kind of had a feel. Look, I oh, must be handy enough, like you know. And you get, um, are you marked man.
1: When, still- you're, like, when you're coming up, like, that's Garo Marcy you now in midfield. Let's say I know from we were yeah. school boys, there was a fella for Everton, Colin Fielding. He was a striker. And uh, our, our manager used to say, whatever you fucking do, do not give him any space. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. like, uh, When you're coming up against, like, let's say I know I can imagine if you were playing against Timmy, i like, I give Garo Marzi, Garo Marzi. <laughs> yeah. yeah. These fellas are going to be hard around oh, 100%. Yeah.
2: Uh, it was only ever though, the Narsi clubs are like... Um, yeah, that was it. Do you know, like it was because man and the north say so like you had to be yeah. you had to be hard. That was always that rivalry. Right oh, yeah. Always like so like it's yeah. like we I remember we playing New Farm and uh, I remember like I'm sure we were only twelves I'd say and I remember hearing the manager on the side. I was I remember I was running down the wing like and I remember there was like two, two of the boys behind me kind of chased me he was like and crack him, crack him I was there that was my first time really going jeez they're, the, they're proper oh, out to the get they're going to kill me, me. Yeah, like yeah.
3: don't give me the ball yeah but
2: like I, 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 then I met fellas growing up like in playing in the League of Ireland or whatever and they tell me when they went to Mahind they played the on Ring Man, they would have got the same kind of. Tri- yeah, Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just the way it was. Ring like. I
3: mean, Man were known as a tough
1: club
2: to yeah. play against. And the, very hostile place yeah.
3: to play as well. A tough club, like, you, yeah. you were going down there, you were getting a game off the of yeah. Man, you know? You weren't going down there for an easy game. Yeah. Yeah. It was going to be tough. It was like what they'd call a derby in England, you know? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It was going to be a really physical game, yeah. you know? So. Um,
2: I think the are, Ring Man kind of has, that's just, it's in their makeup. They naturally the boys in the area like just yeah. kinda naturally yeah. have that. Yeah. Whereas no like like when I was there we whoever was available would manage the team, do you know, whereas no everybody has badges yeah. and mm. they've so they had naturally have that. But they also have the the skill set now to yeah. actually coach and bri- mm. um develop players. Even if it's even I suppose worst case scenario, they're developing they're developing players for man's senior team, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and then best case, they're developing players to move on to England and yeah. Cork City, and, and do you there's know There's a lot of
1: success success coming over there at the moment. There isn't is, there yeah, in terms yeah. Of players moving on, like?
2: yeah, there's a lot of it at the moment. And um, do you know, people see it's uh, like years ago, no one would because it costs money to get these, get your coaches through their badges and all the rest of it. Yeah. Whereas now they look at it as a bit of an investment, like because they're like going we get the, if we get we're going to develop the players the players then eventually move on you know and it's mm-hmm. it goes full circle you know it it, it, it pays dividends like you know yeah. they end up they end up getting compensation packages from the English clubs and you yeah. know all the rest of it like
1: I remember when we were playing uh, school boys with New Farm, uh, around the team that was the best around at the time I think it was Cove uh, Stephen Orland who was playing for him at the time and yeah. you could see he mm. was head and shoulders above yeah. everybody else yeah, yeah. you know have you, ever, have you ever had that experience in school-wise? Who was the best teams that you were coming up against? And who maybe the best players? or Did anybody really stand out to yeah?
2: Um Yeah, there would have been a few, yeah. Do you know what? It was a weird one. I remember there was a fella there with um, Buttervint, it was, and it was random enough, like, you know, like... Uh, but I was one of these fellas, I never, ever stood back and assessed the situation or, like, stood back and, like... Oh, he's supposed to—he's supposed to be this. And he's supposed to be a good player. He's, I never cared about any of that. Like mm-hmm. I suppose my dad, always, like, whatever it was, it could be going out to school in the morning, like whatever. I'd be go to get stuck in. So like I always had that mentality, like of just, just going to get stuck in. I saw, yeah. and like he, my dad, I was be saying when I as that high up, like whatever, like he's only two. Do you know arms and legs the same as you? Like mm-hmm. whatever, whatever you're doing, like you the know. Minutes, so, yeah, the minute
3: so, you so, give him credit, if for. Do you know the minute you give them the oh, yeah. like you lose that you, kind of. You do, yeah. yeah. You
2: you and like you almost them, um, you put them on a bit of a pedestal or something. You yeah, yeah. you give That's them an exactly you, it, you yeah. give them an edge before you even get mm. into it with them, and then all of a sudden you're in it with them, and you're going hang on a minute, yeah. like I'm, mm. I'm holding my own here. Like you know, there's nothing special, you know. So mm. I always said that, but i back to it. There was a fellow in Buttervint, actually don't know his name. We ended up at the end of Oh We the Team Holiday a couple of years ago and I actually bumped into him out there and like two of us were going out just chatting about it like and I was like how random it was like he was like you don't even know me now yeah I was like <laughs> I actually wouldn't believe it nobody would actually know you and your brother like I was like two of you stuck out in my head through the whole school boys playing or whatever like you know. So um yeah so that was a random enough one like yeah. but there's always players you know around you hear the odd fella like, here there, he's good, he's good, whatever, like you know and then you go to tries with for the Kennedy Cup team and all that and you, you get an eye an eye for a few fellas who saying, Oh, like he's with him, he's with them, he's with them, so yeah. um, you know, you'd know like
1: Do you know mm. when you're at the, the Kennedy Cup? Um actually for people
2: that don't know, would you explain the Kennedy Cup? Yeah, well yeah, so like it's just it's um you know, it was the be all and then all when we were growing up, like I remember like I remember everybody saying to me, Oh, Kennedy Cup year next year, no, Kennedy Cup year next year and I was like, do you know, so straight away I was building up like I was going Fuck, Kennedy Cup must be must be serious, yeah. like but um do you know but he, huge tournament, the best players, you know, generally like I know one or two might not get picked for whatever reason or they might slip mm-hmm. through the net. Like so generally the best players are there. Like I know one or two maybe you always think, oh he should have been there. He and probably should have too Our but players develop later. Yeah, later. you know, I've I've seen that ten four I done a Zoom call earlier day and I was I was telling him like he was like, Well I would just say it to young fellas like I was like, just stick at it, whatever it is. I goes no matter what it is, I goes as long as you're you know, as long as you're at it, you're sticking at it, stick with it because I know players who I would have never said they're going to earn a living out of this. Like, I would have never said it. And, like, it could be, whatever, five, six years later, I see them, they're still at it and mm. they're on a living. They're actually, they're actually have to mm. really good players. Whereas yeah. in me as a young player, like, I'd be like, oh, no, I wouldn't. Mm. He's not, I wouldn't. He's not really good. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But the yeah. fact they have... The resilience, behind the perseverance, just to keep going with it and yeah. keep at it—that's that's half it. Like you know what I mean? And I think yeah. there's there's a certain uh, risk as well. You know, when young
1: players get into the Kennedy Cup, which is around fourteen, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's fourteen. No, it's thirteen. And then. even in, in this day and age, you no, know, they're playing League of Ireland mm. on the thirteens and the 15s There's an element of I've made it, mm. do you know. Yeah. And then for the young players that don't get picked for Cork City and Shamrock uh, World, yeah, I know at that age, yeah. there's an element mm. of. Oh, I'm not good, I'm going to play yeah. something else, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's just so much more time to oh, develop. Oh, it's unbelievable! And, for, and I've seen it myself because I followed my nephews with playing with Cox City underage and Corinthians and Cove Ramblers and stuff like that. But I've seen fellas coming playing with them that were lesser players than them but are probably doing better today, yeah. And fellas that were better players than them but are doing worse today, yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So it's it's very hard to manage, isn't it? It because is. If
3: you look at Roy at Roy Keane didn't go off thing long when he was 18, 19. Yeah. He just didn't give up. As you said, yeah. there. he probably was not picked for some stuff there, like Kennedy Cup teams back then or whatever it may yeah, have been. Yeah, 100%. But he kept going. He knew his dream was that he wanted to be a professional footballer. Yeah kept going, kept training, training after training, you know, all these different things, yeah. and he he went on to be probably he's, one of the best players that we ever produced He's probably
2: country. the, that's the prime example of it, like, you know? isn't it, like, yeah. it's this fella just sticking at it, and, like, you talk to him, I know, Roy was brilliant, like, in the, you know, in the Premier League and that, when you're watching him, but, like, you talk to a lot of fellas, and they'd be saying, oh, sure, and even, like, probably, his brother's supposed to be better, at all these yeah, kind of yeah. things, yeah. you know, like, like, like strong, so he yeah. wasn't, he wasn't unbelievable, mm. like, but yeah. he just he just perfected it. Like he stuck yeah. at it, and he just um like you said, but he just kept going and got I, there.
3: Like I personally loved his determination. You know, yeah, yeah. Just and his energy around the team as yeah. a leader, yeah. because I would have visualized myself as being something similar. No, not as good as a player, but a, a leader. He had that just, mindset. Like, but I just loved. you know to for the team to win? Yeah. Do you know I just take the passion of it, about the football, it wasn't about anything else, it was about, just winning, and and, and, you know, just being there for the the, the rest of the players, and pushing them on, and you know, instead of throwing them, not all the time, but throwing them a few fucks here and there, because they're, giving them a bit of confidence, you know, it's very important for even, the the, the coaches, coaching young players today, watch what they're saying to the players, on Mm -hmm. the fields, you know what I mean, because, if they start shouting and effing and roaring at them, the confidence is just gone. Yeah. It's gone. And I know this now from my own experience, but if they say, listen, moreover, give me a chance. Yeah. Listen, you're doing well. Listen, yeah. just get her up, step it up a little bit yeah. more. Just put a little bit more energy if you're not able to play, just let me know we'll put on somebody yeah, else, you yeah, know?
2: Yeah, yeah, Things
3: like that, instead of, what the? Yeah. Do you know, all this kind of shit, it's, it really that's, destroys players.
1: something I noticed out in Corinthians when my nephews, my nephews are from Hollyhill, but they played schoolboys with Corinthians, which is in Douglas, obviously. But something I noticed straight away when they went out there was, there's no screaming at the children, and it was all mm. encouragement and yeah. play out from the back, and if you make a mistake, that's okay, you know, that type of thing, mm. like what Timmy is saying, it's an odd,
2: that's an old school thing, isn't it? Yeah, that it is. At and, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it, I think I kept Ferguson with the hairdryer treatment type thing. Like that's different. Like, <laughs> fellas then on the line, down the school wide team, took that as the way to I do know, it. Like, but with children, he's, he's, he's dealing with grown, grown fully young, developed men, yeah. and they're you know they're professional, and you know and they're all on the hundred thousand a week. Uh, yeah, <laughs> do you know, like the, so, like, the, yeah. but um, yeah, that's I, I totally agree with that. Yeah. I think um, you know, you're, it's like you've You've a, a huge um, responsibility when you're coaching like you know and you're you're not just developing the the player like it's people you're developing like so mm-hmm. you have them for so many hours a week whatever you if you're there if you're the manager you've them for so many hours like the good you can do. Mm-hmm. You can impact their lives for that, that few hours a week, you know what yeah. I mean? And you can help bring them on level like in just just in terms of people, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And mm-hmm. then the football, if you're developing players too, sure like that's great then, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah.
1: And you could have children on your team that they're probably being screened at, at home twenty four hours of day. The last thing they want <sighs> is to come into training and then they'll be screened at in the matches. The child in is constant negativity. Yeah, I
2: mean? no, I'm just laughing you now because I, do you know, I remember growing up and I remember going through what, do you know, you could, course, could, yeah. have out, could have been in your friend's house, could or come out of yeah. your own house, mum and dad could have had a road down to the down to the coach is out of your could Yeah, the, a there? Uh, <laughs> do you know? <laughs> um, but I don't know fellas, and no one there after coming yeah. yeah. out of a house. You're wondering then why you got a red cow yeah, that Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, stop. Yeah, it was a corner of a house. You just know, like he's after having a rough night. The head is down. head is down. Oh god! Yeah. <laughs> oh,
3: but, um,
1: you you made your way into the League of Ireland. Yeah, what, I did. What, what I was am. it? What was it like
2: making the step up? Um, do you know what? It was kind of um, it was more the step to England. Was was it for me because that that was the big? jeez like this is serious. Like this mm. is not just. It's not a game of ball anymore. It's actually when it's kind of. I stopped enjoying it, and I was, like, start uh, No, I wasn't, like, you know, I think, staying depressed or any of that, I was never none of that, but I mm-hmm. was down on myself, like, I was, mm-hmm. like, I carried myself, my... I remember a fella saying to me one day, he was, like, lift, lift your shoulders, lift your head up, I, but, like, I was only knowing I realised, the way I look thinking back, I was moping around, like, and um, it was because of that, though, like, it was because, I suppose, life got really serious for me, really quickly, mm-hmm. like, you know, something you love to do, Um you know, and you you get nothing but enjoyment from it. And then all of a sudden it became, uh, like you said, very serious and very professional, like, you know. Um, mm. So I was 16 when that happened, so, like... Where did you go? I went to Blackburn at the time. They were in the Premier League at the time, so it was a huge move for me. So mm. I was like, Jason and did a couple of... you know I did a couple of stars playing from like, and... Uh, you know, I went there and I was... And Paul Ince was the manager. Mark Hughes was the manager. At he just left as I was coming and Paul Ince came in, like... Um well,
1: Marcus is always known for developing young players. Yeah, so him? that
2: was part of my decision to go to Blackburn, like yeah. so um I just I I just signed and I think uh I don't know who he got to after that, but it might have been Villa or someone, but so I just signed and someone came in or he, he left just as I came in, like and then Paul Lins came in and look he was good too. But um uh, yeah, but that's where that's where I found it was like, geez, this is unbelievable, like this is um Do you know, it took me a long, long time to get my head around the actual what's required, like, you know, Mm. Um, and I ended up staying there for a year and seven months. I had another year and a bit left in my contract, but I I said to him, look, I don't want to, I wanted to go home, like, I was living out of my suitcase. I Mm. I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't unpack because if I unpacked, even though I was there a year and seven months, now if I unpacked, it meant I'm living there, like, I couldn't give into it. Were you homesick? Uh, Oh, completely, like, I was, I couldn't, um... I I never accepted the fact that I I lived in England, you know. I couldn't get my head around it. Uh, So in the long run, it was was detrimental to me because I was like, the football, I didn't start performing until the end of my time at Blackburn because I stopped, I just about stopped thinking about it and um, I put enough good performances in to get Blackburn, like you're in the academy building, which is at the bottom of, say, the area and then the mm. first team and reserves are at the top so I put I put a string of performances together and I got moved up to the first team building so I was no reserve player so like the academy's behind you then like kind of thing you know yeah. unless you underperformed it you go back down so um that's what I done. like and uh I just uh, like when I went up to the reserve building oh yeah so i spent your wickroom in like mm. spent a lot of time on my own because their families are Um, even the lads who didn't have families were young like me the majority of them went home for the weekend they were all British Mm -hmm. so they all went wherever it was they went and I'd be there isolated isolated by myself and just nothing but the the digs was on the training ground there was house parents there but they were the house parents of a lodge so like it was just like a dormitory like just bedrooms everywhere and they had a tiny little apartment kind of thing Mm -hmm. so like you'd very maybe once a day you'd interact with them if that and on the weekend you might even interact with them at all you know so um i found that very difficult and that's in the end that's what led to me ending up going to cork because i was like look uh i'm gonna go home or whatever so i ended up coming home um roddy collins was the manager here at the time with cork city and he wanted to get me on loan but i wanted to make it permanent so it ended up becoming permanent and him. Um, that was the the start then with City like and we like I just signed with City and Roddy gave me a great contract for a young fella like I was mm. he was paying me a good wage and all the rest of and I was going Jesus is great I'm only really going to be living at home and whatever and um I remember like because the club was going through a rough period and he said um, no look it's sorted no it's everything's grand and then it must have been I see I was like grand went down signed the contract signed the release contract with Blackburn um I was like that's grand now it's all put to bed happy days six o'clock news came on Cork City's gone into liquidation I was like what? I was like so that was that I said, but you know what it, it, it was probably in the long run it was probably good for me because I don't if they kept all their players that they had at that time I mightn't have got in like I might have been I might have been on the bench for uh, who knows how long and then I could have you don't know what could have mm-hmm. happened you know it's kind of similar situation for the young lads today isn't it? I mean, yeah it's it is toxicity and financial difficulty
1: Doesn't it just Forces them to use The younger
2: 100% players 100% And um, you know You either You either sink or swim You mm-hmm. like You either stand up And be counted Or you fade away yeah. Like and That's yeah. what happens And you find them um, majority of fellas Stand up and be counted And yeah. they, they a, a season A season All of a sudden They're after coming on As if they've played Five or six seasons Because they're actually Put in and relied upon You know what I mean It's yeah. not just Or oh, come off the bench Down one up One in 3-0 yeah. It's like we're bringing you on here, You need, or you're starting, we need you to do something here, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Straight away then it brings you on a couple of levels, like, yeah. you know. Did you ever, did you ever
3: regret your decision to, to leave Blackburn? Oh, I did, yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: Do you know, I'd say most, most weeks, like, well, not most weeks, but no, not now anyway, like, what it would come into my head, like, because I'd be saying, well, if, if I'd only have, like, I came home in February, if I only had stuck it until the summer, I could have, I would have been, it, I would have been, um, I was just my jail over there mm-hmm. i think you i would have been allowed to uh, get my own place and you know uh, yeah. my you know my girlfriend could have came over and lived mm-hmm. with me and mm-hmm. i could have actually lived there properly like and mm-hmm. um not just be i i was there but i wasn't living there you know what i mean yeah. i was just training and going back to my bedroom most days like and it's not good for anyone like you know yeah, so yeah. i was so close to getting to that and um, but I couldn't see the wood for the trees it was my mind was just yeah. I want to go home do you know what I mean I suppose when you're lonely
3: like that and you're, you're isolated as well because like, everybody's gone on the weekends mm. uh, it can be tough for anybody yeah it like, can it was, really I be tough right?
2: even now looking back at it I think how did I do it for so long yeah. like even the uh, being on your own like constantly like and just mm. you wouldn't be getting home that much and um, yeah look it was it was extremely th- I mean look I'm better for it now like you know exactly. it gave me a bit of grit and a bit of resilience mm. and you know it's it's good to go what through something is, and just tough it out too for a while. like Exactly.
1: You know? And what good is it being being with Blackburn or any other club if you're not happy? Yeah, you know no, I what what's the point? Like, is is. The, the enjoyment is gone from it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, who gives a shit? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, if yeah. you're there and you're unhappy you're not enjoying your football, It's that's all that matters. You know, and there's, there's nothing wrong with coming back and playing for home city either. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah. and the
2: pride and that comes mm-hmm. with that. That's it. Like, and you know, I suppose it's a, it's, it's almost like um, it's the enjoyment part of it goes out the window when the financial side yeah. comes in or something it's like um yeah. do you know I'm with it's business like yeah I'm with blackburn like it's like do you know you could have so much in your bank account had you done this as opposed to this kind of a thing but um at the end of the day like at the stage i was at i was like i'm, I'm not happy with it like yeah. you know i couldn't i couldn't move on i couldn't even the thoughts of sticking it out another week or whatever i couldn't have done it like you know i was just yeah. the way i was and i remember i came home and um, you know, I end up uh, you know, falling out you know, my dad was trying to get through to me, Look, you're you're this close to this happening and that happening, like, you know, I could try, try and stick it out or whatever, but couldn't do it. Like, you know, I just um and no I wish I had seen why he was he had you know, he was looking at it from you know, a bit of force. He could see what's what's about to come if you just could But well, you're only a young fella, That's right? and do that's you know the problem, like you're you that age, like you're only I well, was nearly eighteen. I was eighteen at the time, so I was like but I was there so long and it was gone so far that I was like, do you know what? No, I was like, I couldn't, um, I couldn't even engage in a conversation about it because I was just, didn't want to know about it. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm done with it, mm-hmm. do you know? And then, I think he, I think, my dad said he was worried thinking is he packing in football completely kind of thing but that was mm-hmm. never on my mind. Yeah. Um, but you know, like, I oh, just wanted, I didn't know I was joining Cork properly then but like, so he was going, what are you, what are you going to do? And like, you know, are you going, on you the story like and um, it, you know. It, it would have been it would have been a pity if I ended up just coming back and just going working when I worked so hard, I suppose. And mm. you know, I like, invested in it. yeah then, a lot, know. and like to be fair, fair enough, my mum and dad and um, everyone, like you know, they put a lot. They, mm. You know, they gave it everything with me, like you know, and made sure I had everything to, mm. you know, just boots and all the rest of it, and all the, all the rest of it that goes with yeah. it, you know. So it yeah. was a lot went into it, um, but look, I ended up coming back, and um, to be honest with you, I I would know like. I don't really look back because I'm like I'd a great since I've come back to Cork. It's been nothing but um, positive, and I know I know yeah. we've had a couple of bad years there, or whatever, but yeah. still positive because I'm going in every day to training, yeah. smiling my face, happy out. and um, you know living in Cork? and um, you know able to see family and friends all the yeah. time? You know there's there's a lot yeah. to be said for it, like of course. <laughs> and uh, something that
1: was that often struck me around uh, League of Ireland players, especially in the big clubs like Cork City, where you go to Thomas Cross. You could have seven or eight thousand, you could make play in Europe more seasons, um, at least every other season. Um and players in that situation then that leave to go to um small clubs in England. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. like is it is there even way more money in the small clubs in England than there is in League of Ireland? Um and is it the draw of if you go to England, even if it is with a small club in League One or League Two, you could still get mm. that that big break, you know. You, you might get a big draw in the FA Cup in the Premier League, and you might have seen then is that kind of the draw. Yeah,
2: yeah. Like I went to Cambridge, uh, League Two. Let me one second. Did you play at all transferred in the FA Cup? Yeah, so that, was that, that was that was my yeah? debut, like yeah. um, <laughs> unbelievable, like so, like that. No, like you say, there is a draw. Like I know it's I was in a small club, Cambridge, League Two left it's kind of a sideways move really like you know yeah. but um it's the fact that you're in the pool like and like yeah. you said there's there's the the potential to like you know all you have to do like is put a string of performances together all of a sudden you could end up in the championship and then yeah. you know uh, then you do you do a bit there could be playing the premier league you know so yeah. there's always that like whereas
1: at Shea Adams at, at Sheffield United today and Jamie Vardy, like yeah they it up in the lower leagues and they yeah.
2: had no break, do you know what I mean? Conor like, yeah. <laughs> Conor Horland was, uh, I would have played with him the whole way up with Kennedy Cup teams and all the rest of it, like, and, um, I remember he left Sunderland, he went to Ipswich for Keane and then he kind of fizzled away, ended up, uh, was a Plymouth, they were in League 2 um, and then, you know what, they ended up getting promoted, he stayed with them the whole way up, then he had, him, he had a move and he just climbed the whole way up and look at him now and the, like I know he's unknown as Swansea you know but he's yeah. a Premier League player like you know yeah. what I mean yeah
1: he's yeah. just unlucky they kind of brought in Ross they did and, Rasparty, and they have they have to play him
2: like yeah. there's a lot of that in England like, um, mm-hmm. like even Cambridge there like you could have you could be training all week you could be the best player in training all week and all of a sudden like if the window is open there's a loan player from Man United that comes in and like the only reason he's there is because the manager would have agreed with his agent and the pairing club, say United or whoever look if he, play, if he comes he'll play every week Like and that's the only way they'd get a player yeah, from okay. a calibre of club like that so you could have been the best player in training all week you could have man in the match before that and then all of a sudden he you come, you rock up on a Saturday to play the match there's some new fella sitting there and you're like oh whatever and the manager calls out the team he's starting instead of you and you're going yeah. There's a lot of that in England, like you, you could know. lose I'm,
3: heart there straight away, or faith in the team and the manager, couldn't you?
2: As oh, personally, like. that's what happens. Like mm. it's not as um, uh, it's not as personal over there. Like it's very business. It's yeah. very, you know, whereas here, like you would have like I have really good relationships with the in the management now and the management before, and you know, even the staff around the place and everyone. Like, but in England, it's um. you you genuinely feel you're a product, like, you know, you're, Mm. like, when that happens, like, there's people coming and going all the time, like, you know. Yeah, I
1: remember, uh, touching on Roddy Collins just before we move on, remember he went over to, Carlisle managing them and he did like a League of Ireland 11. Yeah. He brought in a lot of Irish fellas over there now from <laughs> what the fuck they doing over there. Yeah. You know? yeah. Some of them were good players like playing with you know, solid players in League of Ireland like, but there is always the draw like you could get United in the FA Cup you could not get fucking yeah, you know, Liverpool so, in uh-huh. the League
2: Cups and all. you would yeah. never get that when you're playing League of Ireland. You like. don't like so like, like I made that move to Cambridge that time and uh, how was that? It was difficult like because what just before uh, when I went um, I was after hurting my knee in Trent when the lads attacked me in trend, kind of done my knee so I was out for about three months um, and then when I when I was going over there, I said to the CEO like I was like look um, it was the CEO and the chief scout who signed me so the manager never even seen me play and um, it's just the chief scout and the CEO kind of overruled him like the C- and that was that so he kind of he wasn't happy with that either you know so he had to kind of mm. He, you know he didn't yeah. take to me then over that straight away like he didn't even try really um,
3: and that wasn't even your fault like
2: yeah so I, I didn't yeah exactly yeah. like and you that's know? just the way it is but I said to him looking, I'm going to have to do a pre-season when I, when I sign here like is that alright I'm going to need at least uh, a month like of just me flat out running and getting up to the level the lads are at It was like yeah no problem whatever like as soon as I signed um, I straight in training with the boys uh Sure they were in the middle of a season was January, they were in the middle of a season, they were fill as it as mm-hmm. So I was basically not training for three months and then going straight into it with them like He was setting you up for failure. So other. like straight up that, but like I was I, I thought I was genuinely getting a month of pre-season and then um someone came in to me the day before we were supposed to play, they were like, You're play, you're starting tomorrow and I was like, Starting? I was like, What? I was only I was only training twice. Then he was like, Yeah, you're starting tomorrow and I was like, Grand, without trying Pulled my grind. I was like, "Do you know what?" I was like, "It was a godsend because yeah. I would have been a shambles. I would have been shocking. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then straight away, like, I would have been di- like you said, no, like I would have been discredited. Like yeah. he- that was the manager would have put me in, and then it would have looked like he was trying to prove a point. Yeah. So there's a so like, lot that's when people, you know, people are like, oh, the politics or whatever. And, you know. that? <laughs> a- there is a- there is a bit goes on. Like you yeah. know, there- there- certain clubs do. A- do things different and it might run smoother but like there's a lot of records on like we ran about, um,
1: yeah. Arsenal there you know recently uh, Willian yeah Right. he's been brutal since he joined Arsenal and it's like uh, every time Mikel Arteta plays him in the start line it's like he's saying it to the CEO like this is all I have, do you know what I mean? And I think that's a bit of an element of what you experienced. Yeah, yeah players, 100%. You know? Like, I don't like this player and I'm going to put him in a shitty situation that yeah. I know is not going to work for him. Yeah. Do you know, just to force the hand. We,
2: we, he done not we played Dagenham, um, we played Dagenham, so, oh yeah, but, but to finish up on what I was saying yeah. about Cambridge, it was, it, it didn't go well like that way. I know I got injured, I was basically injured until the summer. Went home for the summer and, um, Got myself in great shape, went back. I was one of the fittest players. I was in my mind looking at it and the hype that I, I performed the best in the pre season. Like, you know what I mean? Out of the, the midfielder, everyone in my position, I was the most consistent and there were the media started uh, in Cambridge local and media like started creating a bit of hype about it, like, you know, mm. and I was going, Geez, I'm on here, like this is gonna be this gonna be brilliant. It's actually going starting to work now in my favour. It's actually gonna be alright. But um so I thought I was starting, played uh we the, the first game coming up, and the manager was like, "Look, you'll be you and you Niall know, are starting next week, whatever." I was like, "Brilliant!" Next week came um, game. I was on the bench. I was going, "He brought me on. he set up a goal. I was going right. I'm assuming now for next week. Like he, he brought me on. He done something good. Um, didn't see a ball then for about must have been three months. Didn't play like. Then we had dagging him in the in the cup coming up. But we the lads who haven't played no like have. You know, you're losing fitness. You're losing match fitness. Mm-hmm. The whole lot. Your sharpness. Everything is going Like, um. So we dagged him coming up and then he started everybody basically who he'd kinda of bombed off for the last three months or whatever, played us. We were a shocking. Um we lost something like 3-0 and I remember then he came out and he was like, I don't want one of you knocking on my door again saying that you should be playing. But basically, like he created that situation for us to, okay. do you know? So like that's what happened and then after that then um I kinda I was on to Cots, the assistant manager now. Um, you know, I'd have a good relationship with him so I was on to him I was like look this what's the story with Cork like, and he was like Are you interested in coming back or whatever I was like yeah so then um, he kind of lined that up for me and um, you know I have a look back yeah, Fair yeah. Player. But that sounds it's tough mentally tough game, like. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. what kind of goes on it's
3: all head games really isn't it yeah yeah there's a lot no, of I that could, yeah I couldn't, I couldn't I wouldn't fancy that no like, Yeah, it's that um, would kind of be a little trigger for me like for anger to be treated like that when you're really really putting in the effort that, and that's you're it. Your that's best.
2: the the resilience and the bit, yeah. of, you know you kind of suppose like you, you don't get me wrong, Nick. You get you do get pissed off and you mm-hmm. you end up you do fall out like I remember I'm falling out with a few fellas over it, like because you're just on edge, like you're pissed off, you're in a shitty you're, mm. you're on bad form, you're you know it's just mm. it's just not a good um it's not a it's not right to be treated like that, but in professional sport, man, it's just yeah. for some reason or whatever, like it's just it's just how it goes sometimes, like and it's just accepted, like you know.
1: Yeah. If uh, we change angle a small bit, you're from Mahin, we're from uh, the North side. Um, similar in terms of to some sort of social issues, drug use and, and addiction and stuff like that. We've both been in addiction. Um, you have had a family member in addiction. Um, you, I suppose, growing up, you would have went down one path, and you would have, you would have had people your own age would have went down another path. Do you think that the sports was instrumental in keeping you on the straight and narrow? And do you think that for fellas not involved in sport, they're at a much higher risk of getting caught up in the madness?
2: Yeah, a hundred percent. The sports, like I said, no, like when we were talking earlier there, like the older fellas on the street or whatever, like that. I could have potentially fallen into the same routine that some of my friends did. Say, but I was kind of I was looked after. Like the boys knew I was I was. Um, I was was I was excelling at football, like, and it was mm-hmm. it was starting to be known, like you know, people were talking, saying, geez he's, I was a attra- you know there were scouts at the matches and stuff, like, and the boys knew they were there for me, and so like, it, come the weekend, then, and the boys are hanging around by the shops and whatever else, and the older lads would be like to me, like, or they might even they might even knock on my door, like, and say to my dad, like, "Listen, he's up around the shop there or whatever, like, uh, mm-hmm. do you know keep him? Don't let him hang around up there or whatever." I might only be up there, no kicking the ball against the wall with the lads, like, but. That's how it, you know, and then all of a sudden the lads have other ideas and you fall in with that then you're, you know, you're on yeah. that path, you know, yeah. if you kept going with it. Whereas I was looked after, like, and um, I suppose my dad was very good, like, he'd, he'd always, like, be like, right, we're going to go for a run now, tomorrow. Like, me, my, me and my brother Tom, and he'd be like, uh, I saw my older brother Paul, he, so there was Paul, there was Tom in, in the middle, and there was me, so, like... Paul was kind of working and he's the oldest so he was kind of, and he was responsible, like he looked after himself, you know, he knew what to do, like, mm. whereas I was young so I needed to be minded and then there was Tom, like he was off the wall so he was like, any chance my dad could get a grip of him and keep keep him grounded and keep uh, keep eyes on him and just give him a bit of focus, he would like, so he'd bring us run like the summer, whenever the summer, uh, off, whenever we were off school for the summer, he'd bring us running every morning like. and you know, uh, I remember two of us like, me and Tom be getting up out of bed, we're like, come on, get up, I want to go down for a run. And uh, down to the field, and we'd bring a ball, like, and we'd have a kick about, like, and then um, me and Tom be getting up, we'd be giving out stink, like, we're like, this fucking shit, no, again, and I'm going, <laughs> like, bit, like, he's probably hung over, and I was just getting dragged out of bed, so I was going, dust, like, this is a disaster, like, then I remember, no, looking back, it's my fondest memory, like, you know, I loved it, mm-hmm. you know, even even then doing it, I think I was only giving out because he was giving out, I was actually delighted to be up and at it with him, like, <laughs> and, you know, doing something, like, but, um, that's what it was, so, any chance, um, my dad could, he, he'd keep us in, a bit of focus like that, or, we were in boxing, he'd, he'd have us training for that, like, we would a bag in the house, so, you know, it could be Friday, I wouldn't even know it's a Friday night, but, I'd, he'd be like, come on, we've got him, a couple of rounds on the bag, and, um, you know, that was Friday, Friday night's gone then, before you know it, or whatever, yeah. you know, so like, he, he was good at that, like, he'd, yeah. he'd stare at you that way, like, but, um, you know, they like you know. T- Tom obviously went in another way still, but um, do you know, because you can't you can't stop yeah. and people doing yeah. what they want to do or what they're going to do. Like you know,
3: yeah. all all you can really do, Garrod, really is as a parent is is do your best and just hope hope that everything will be okay with your kids. Yeah, you know, like even in my own situation, with my own kids, like me and my wife, we try to do our best. You know, what we're able to do, and what we can do. Um, ...and hope that things will be okay, you know? Like, your, your father... Your, like, what well, my point is, is... Um, ...from listening to you, your father sounds like he was a f- fantastic parent growing up. Mm. Yeah. You know, he he really put time into his kids, like... Yeah,
2: no, he really did, in fairness. Give you know, um, so, so, um, us a little bit about your brother, Tom. What kind yeah. of character was he? Just saw, like, um, you couldn't meet a nicer fella. Do you know, there was no... There was no macho shit with him. There was no... Uh, even though he was with all the boys on the road... And, um, like when it, like fighting no and all that kind of crack when he came to any of that like bravest fella I, I you'd ever see in your life like he mm-hmm. was like I said when we were in boxing like and he was in box so I suppose that's where the confidence would have yeah. came from too so never never was it like there was always something happening on the road like or somewhere else and do you know there was all you know the way it is mm-hmm. like you just things happening especially like man up around the shops as we are most yeah. of it would have went down because the pubs were up there lads hanging around drinking at the back of it all the rest of it like mm. um so he was always involved in something though like he'd be quiet as a mouse like he'd be sitting there like and you think you think like butter wouldn't melt kind of thing like and then you know the amount that you hear the stories then that, he, that are coming from the, the road like Tom was up there back of the shops or whatever fighting that and you're going, what, like, you're like, where's that coming from, like, but uh, I suppose, like, he was um, just soundest forever and, you know, like, when it came to the drugs and all that kind of stuff I would have never said he's an addict or any of that Mm -hmm. and I would even know, like, I know, I know that there's there's different, there's all different types of everything, like, but um, I never seen him, like, you know like, desperate for drugs or drink or anything like that Mm. it was almost like he could have happily sat there in his own company and not he you could there was no like if a fella looking for like if a fella was looking for drugs or whatever if he needed drugs kind of thing he'd be you know, bad farm or that kind of stuff there was none of that with him like it was just almost when he went out on the road and with the way of the boys um he just went with it he just went with the flow and like mm. um he was the type of fella he'd, he'd keep going with it then like they might mm. stop themselves and go away home or whatever like but he he'd when he was gone, he was gone, like he might go missing for three days, like, Sounds and then, like then he then he turned yeah. up, like, and mm-hmm. where were you? Or you might get a phone call, I seen Tom's in so-and-so's house there the last few days or something, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's the way it was, but, um... Actually, you were worried sick at home at this, those days
1: when he's out missing. Yeah,
2: my, uh, Geez, like, he was my brother, so I, I never worried too much, like, I was like, ah, oh, he's grand, you know, he's, yeah. your know, brother's your brother, like, you mm-hmm. think, ah, oh, he's well able but i'd say for my mum and dad they must have been in like yeah. i remember the stress like i remember how how tense the house was when he was you know when he was out and stuff because you know what there was always the fear of the worst case scenarios like and um you know what the distress that caused them i can only imagine like you know and and it did like you know they were you know you could you shouldn't it's very hard for a parent to have to you know my mum and dad they keep keep um do you know how are you meant to get on with your life when you're constantly know, worried about what's going, what's coming, and what's going? You know, so it was and very tough for
3: in Ireland. As people, we have a we we have a thing about thinking about the worst thing possible. Yeah, you know what could happen to him. You know, as, as parents and stuff like that. You know, we 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 have we we'll think that they're gonna this is going to happen to him. You know, and sometimes it does. Yeah. You know, and sometimes something really
1: really bad happens. Yeah. You know because but you hear all the time about young fellas in that situation, like, we would have been, young fellas getting stabbed, young fellas being in car crashes, fellas getting caught for, all sorts of stuff, you know, so that's, like, I, I, I'm not a parent, but my two parents would have been like that, you mm. know, like, worried, yeah. sick, where's James, waiting for the knock on the door, is it a guard, is it a priest, that type of thing, yeah. you know, I can imagine, like, what it must be like for a parent in that yeah, situation. I know. You I know,
2: it's only now that Like, yeah. I put myself in their shoes, and then going, jeez, that must have been awful, like, you know, yeah. but, um, but, like, going back to, like, kind of, fella Tom was, like, he would be, there was no, um, there was never badness in him, mm-hmm. even though he, he'd end up in the height of the, these situations, like, but he was never mean, never, uh, like, never a bully, none of that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, like, you know, mm-hmm. but, um like, he'd just done s- silly shit now, like, you know, mm-hmm. like, you'd be going, like, the next day I'd be looking at him, like, I'd be up in the room, like, with him, after he's after, like, he knows when he goes down the stairs, he's dead, like, and I'd be up <laughs> there, I'd be like, why did you do that, I'd be like, what? How did you how did you manage that? Like, do you know? I remember one Christmas Eve, there some fella knocked at the door, and he was like, "Is Tom there?" I'm like, what? what? Uh, my dad was at the door He was like, "Yeah, yes." He was what's wrong? He was like, "He robbed my dog last night." We were like, "You robbed your dog?" <laughs> Tom was up in the bed with me, like in the room. He was going, "Oh God!" I, "He goes, I not He was like, "I didn't." He's like, "He didn't." He goes, "You did." He, his, your man, when the neighbors had uh, expensive dogs, know what two grand a dog kind oh, of yeah. thing. Like, he was breeding, and we had a few of them. Tom, on the way home, jumped out his back, robbed the dog, went to the other side of the mountain and sold him for 20 euro. Do you know, it's yeah. stupid shit, like, yeah. do you know what I mean? The like, the
1: type of thing you do when you're under the influence of yeah. drinking yeah. yeah. There's yeah. no yeah. sense to it, like. Yeah, yeah. that's no. what it
2: was, like, and he'd wake up the next day, and then Cringy. back to himself, like, and you'd be going, what are you, what are you doing, like, and, do you know, we like when we talk about it now, like, uh, along the family, like, we'd be in stitches at the stuff he got up to, mm. like, because there was none of it, like, that, no, like, none of it, there was no bad... Badness in it kind of if you know what I mean. You know right. what I mean? There was no um, it was just silly, like, it was just stupid, it's, silly it's, shit it's like it
1: sounds like that like my own story, to be honest mm-hmm. with ya. It was all fucking stupid stuff. There was never any mad criminality there organized yeah, yeah, or organised crime or anything. That was just like over your head doing stupid stuff and then going and ending up in trouble. At home and in the courts and stuff, but there was no sense to it. And no. my my mother and my father would come up to visit me in court prison, and I used to be cringing inside, like hearing of the, the, the things I was after doing, like no memory of, because they had so many tablets and drinking. It's like, why did you do that? There's actually no reason, there's no sense to it. I can't, I can't give you that, there's no yeah, rational yeah, explanation. Yeah. It's just madness. Yeah, yeah, it is,
2: it's pure madness. But um, yeah. it, t- it took his life in the end. It did, yeah. Uh, uh, and you know what? It was like, you, so, like, I was talking the other way, like, my dad would get a grip of him mm. for so many weeks. And he'd be, on the, I mean, you know, you, any time you come into the house then, he'd be like, Tom's doing great. And no, he uh, you know, be, mm. he'd be bigging him up to you, like. He'd be yeah. like, he's flying, you know. He'd be like, oh, yeah, that's brilliant, no, it's the job. And uh, so once, that's how it led to him dying. Like, he he, he had a grip of him for so long. So, he, it must have been three months, he... Didn't go. Didn't act line with the boys. wasn't taking wasn't taking drugs. wasn't drinking. Um, or he could have even had. He might have even the odd time might have went yeah. drinking in the house or something. But it was all controlled and it was grand, you know. Um, but uh, I think what happened was if if he was on the street, he, he what happened in, in the end anyway. His system was so clean. Mm-hmm. I reckon he went. He just went back out with the boys after three months, and he just he fell in where he left off, thinking. Mm-hmm. But the boys never. The boys were still at it. You know what I mean? So he ended up uh, overdosing then, like, you know, and that was that, like, you know. Mm, yeah. So, you know, my dad got a grip for, him for the three months and kept him on the straight and narrow, and then he, he got out the door and he fell back in where he left off, you know, and like, like that, like, there was nothing calculated about it. Like, he, yeah. uh, you know, even even as a drug user, yeah. he he wouldn't even think about what he was doing, you know. He wouldn't, yeah. it was just, oh, yeah, no, brother, I'll, I'll yeah. take that, I'll do that, you know. It was just to go up with the floor with him, Like right? yeah. So if the fella next to him was taking... This amount to something, he'd do the exact same. Mm-hmm. Do you know, he wouldn't be like, No, look, I, I've, I haven't uh, done that in a long time now, so yeah. I'll take a small bit or There was none of that with him, it was just in for a penny, in for a pound, you know?
1: Yeah, because people forget like that when you're sober and there's no <laughs> drugs in your system for a period of time, your tolerance goes way down. And I've been in that situation myself where um, a couple of times where I've got out of prison or got out of a rehab and read up stand the day. Mm-hmm. Um, An overdose because you're taking the amounts I was taking before I went into prison. But yeah. that tolerance has gone away mm. down. And yeah. waking up in the Mercy, you waking up in the COH not realising how you got there and how close you actually were to death. Because yeah. there's times where I've overdosed where people have found me and I was being very lucky, you know what I mean? But sometimes people aren't lucky. Yeah,
2: he had a couple of them ones too. I remember when we were in England and him um, getting a phone call, he'd, uh, he was in hospital, and he'd overdosed, and do you know. That was the first time, like, I'd say I was genuinely freaked. Then I was going, fuck, like, this is mm-hmm. all the other shit he'd done. I did, like, it never worried me. Like, I was like, he's mm-hmm. well able. Like, you know, he'd mind himself. Like, But um, then I was going, jeez, that's all I hand now. Like, you know, and I found out then, like, so, so many other occasions he it, it was so close to overdose and, then, you know, the rest of it. Like, yeah. so, um, yeah, and then in the end, look. It, it takes it, up
3: all your peace, doesn't it? Gather all your peace of mind when you have someone in addiction like that. Does, yeah. You know, it takes up all of your peace, like because you're potentially waiting for that knock on the yeah. door or that phone call, as James said. earlier like, and it's, it's it's a sad thing to live with. It know? is. It is. It is a sad thing. To, what age was he when he died?
2: He was 25. So 25. 20, he died in the 21st of July. He was 20. He would have been 26 the following month. So yeah, 25, to 26. Now.
1: Where, where were you at that time? Were you Do you know what? No.
2: I was with City. We had um, we were, we just finished training on a Friday, and it's the weirdest thing ever. We were playing Sligo. We'd normally play on mm-hmm. a Friday. We were playing Sligo, and it was City were just getting going again financially and all the rest of it, like. So um, they just got. Oh, uh, we, we were traveling up. The, normally we go up to Sligo the night before, but obviously this time they were, it was when they were just getting the club going and stuff again. And um, Tommy Dunn was the manager, so we were going up on the Saturday, and it was it was um, we finished training on the Friday and. I remember sitting on the couch, me and my missus, we lived with um, Eve, my, my wife, we lived with her sister at the time, and uh I remember just sitting on the couch after the train, and we were like, come on, we go out to the beach, Like, um, and I was like, do you know what, I was like, I will not mind going to the beach, because normally we would do nothing on a Friday, like, be mm. day for a game, I'd do nothing, Like, but I was like, I'd go out to the beach, I was like, it will be good for my legs, I was like, we will go into the water or whatever, but I, I was the weirdest thing, and I know like, there's that... Um, what is it, like twins or whatever, they have that kind You're of feeling, feeling whatever. That. I never had that like that in my life, but I had a mad feeling in my stomach. It was, and like it's only like because I didn't know what unfolded I related to it. No, but I was like nothing happened, nothing was different about my day, I had nothing, but I was nothing different. Like I sat there and I had a weird thing in my stomach here. It was like it was like it was like nerves, but like I never felt before and there was no reason for it. I was going, what is that? Like forgot about it anyway and then um about I'd say about an hour later, my brother rang me, and he was like, he was like, look, I remember I just picked up the phone, and I'd always, I just have a habit, my wife Eve kills me, because whenever I pick it up, I'd go away from wherever I am, so if I rang here and I'd end up out there, i just go away, so that I can think when I'm talking, but I went out the back, and then I was on the phone, and he just said, he was crying, and he was like, Tom's dead, and I was like, what? I was like, what are you on about? He was like, Thomas after dying and I was he was crying, he was there. And I was like, What are you on about? Like I was like I couldn't yeah. my brain couldn't get it around it, like you know. And uh I remember then as I was on the phone, I was saying, he's, he's not, like, I was like, what are you on about? And then then as I was talking, I realised this is happening and I still was saying he didn't, but I was like, This is happening I was like, This is, like, this is actually real Do you know and I just remember the 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 feeling man, it was it's um you I don't know the the world stopped or something. Do you know? It's like whatever was going on, it just stopped. I was just like, no matter what was going on around me, there could have been bombs going off around me. I wouldn't even notice them. You're just, I was out. Like, do you know what I mean? And I remember we were driving down to um, so it was in my sister's house. He so he ended up going out for the night with the boys and whatever. He got up that taking drugs and then he cycled to my sister's house because he couldn't go home because he was worried. Going home knowing dead like. So he cycled to my sister's house but there, it was so early in the morning when he was getting in, they were my sister was gone to work and stuff. So um he went in and uh he just sort just he just laid down on the coach and went to sleep. That was it, like, you know, so we we took uh, no, comfort we took comfort on that. in that. Like yeah, yeah, you know, he was literally even when we went in and seen him on the couch, he was you know what the way you would be want to sleep, like just panned out like and just um, yeah. you know, it was it was rough and fairness and I suppose the main thing of it, like we had to, uh, do you know the way during the day you can get away from your day for a couple of whatever, watching watching the telly or yeah. whatever you're doing. There was no getting away. Like every, you lived every second. Mm. Like for I don't know how long it was. It could have been till things started to feel a bit better. It could have been four months or something, you know. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're starting to you're able to watch the telly without thinking, or do you know you get yeah. into it? You something happens, you know. But um, yeah, we you, we lived every second of that. For how was your parents today? Yeah, they're good. Yeah, they're, it took. It took to be fair, now, like uh, the house was dark, like for a long time. Like the, you know, there was just there was no happiness, and you know, you could feel even when they were even when they were happy, like there was that just oh, hanging over them. You know, it was um, it was it was very tough. And to be fair to them, like they got through it, and you know, they're like I said, they're resilient, like you know, and mm. you know, to to be fair, they have each other, they have all the rest of us. You know, my my sisters, you know, and there's loads of love in the house, like so. Got through it and they're, they're happy out today now, like you know.
1: And you have to take comfort and just saying to them, like, if they're watching, they've done all they could for them, you know what I mean. It sounds like it was a lovely household and you've lovely parents, as you said, a lot of love and attention and affection and everything. And sometimes these things happen, you know what I mean, and people fall in with the wrong crowd if they haven't got the confidence to. Kind of walk away from the crowd and peer pressure, plays a big part, and all that. And yeah, it's nobody's fault, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just something that sometimes these things happen. And yeah, yeah, no it's thanks, just so thanks. tragic. Yeah.
2: They will take comfort in, in yeah. that, like I know they will, but yeah. um, yeah, it's tragic. And look, it's, it is it's the way it goes sometimes, and there's nothing you can do about it. Like, you know, no, you, no. you try your best, you give it everything, and sometimes it just unfolds like this. Like,
3: yeah, I said, you know what, you have a very similar story to a guy we had on previously, his name's Philly McMahon. Yeah. He's a he's a a Dublin GA um footballer. And yeah, his story is very similar to yours in terms of his own brother was he, he was in they were involved in boxing as well, I think James yeah. aren't there and he just went off the side as well while Philly stayed with the ball, playing soccer, playing GEA like yourself. Yeah. Like he just caught up, got caught up down the shops with the boys and yeah. Yeah. you know. Um and he spoke about the importance of sport in his own life, and having that one person, and we, we, from listening to you, there know like your father was the one person like this that, that kind of had that kind uh, time to give you to push in sport and whether yeah, yeah. boxing or football or whatever you know. And, and I'm sure you had coaches as well growing up that yeah, gave you yeah. that extra bit of time, you know. Uh, and I'm sure there's so many different people out there, you know, that had sport in their lives to take them away from the certain stuff. I would have been quite similar in one way. I had the sport, but there was something lacking in my life at the time, you know. And and when I had a drink or a drug, I wasn't lacking anymore. It just gave me that sense of warmth and comfort and love that I needed, you know. It took me away from everything, and I had all these... I had a bit of confidence, you know, I felt loved, I felt warm after taking drugs, yeah. e- ecstasy, you know, and tablets, and it took me away from all the shit that was going on yeah, in my head, yeah. you know, because I can understand why people do use drugs, you know, um, mm. and it doesn't, it doesn't mean they've had a bad life or anything like that, sometimes it's just that getaway from the reality of the stuff that's going on in their heads, yeah. or going on in the external, you know, the stimuli, whatever's going on around them. Um, and it just feels nice yeah. But we don't understand People are use We don't understand The consequences of our actions On use of drugs Like mm-hmm. We don't For me I didn't really care Whether I was alive or dead I just cared about Not feeling the emotions And And, and all the pain of of, of of different stuff That would have went down In my early childhood And stuff And that's The drugs really Really Comforted me You know They gave me all these little Nice feelings And yeah they gave me love believe it or not love yeah. uh, even with James like I never tried heroin uh, it was cocaine and, 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 and prescribed meds but James used opiates which is a complete sense of love mm. you get real love comfort from, from heroin you know and um, from my
1: I smile when you talk about it because it reminds me of heroin like yeah. it's such so nice Do you it's know what I mean that's yeah. why yeah. people use it you know it's, yeah. uh, with opiates and heroin especially it's it um, attaches to the the pain receptors in your brain And the pain receptors in your brain is for mm. physical and emotional pain It's the same thing mm. When mm. you take opiates and heroin like that It just kills all the pain So all the emotional pain just makes you feel so comfortable You could be lying there, down in a pool of piss on the side of the street and We know people in that situation today mm. And feel no pain So um, Look, you've spoken about your brother with huge uh, yeah. the dignity there and I just want to commend you on that, you know, and thanks for being thanks so open with us, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I wish your parents and yourself well. Um, before we wrap it up, uh, I just want to ask you one or two questions about the football now again. Um, best player you played against and best player you played with?
2: Best player I played against, I would say, um, I, that game... Uh, in Old Trafford that time Rooney was playing and to be fair like I was watching Rooney all, like on my life you know and I I knew he was good like but just on the pitch like I couldn't um couldn't believe the, just the movement the you know everything about it like I was like it wasn't even so much what he was doing like when he got the ball he might only touched it once but it was where he was picking it up and then like as soon as he passed it where he was going I was like I couldn't, um, just how, how mm. good it was, and how, like, you had unbelievably talented players there that day too, like, but, like, even more technical than him, but I was just, I was taken back by him, I was like, this is, um, mm. that's another level, like, I was like, I can see, I could, you know, it's easy to say, ah, he's not world class or whatever, but I can see, you now why people put him up there, and they do talk about him with, mm. you know, Ronaldo's and Messi's, and, yeah, I know, I know, but, like, I wouldn't think he's, like, they're different gravy, I think, yeah. in my eyes, like, you know, but... Um, I could see how he ends up in the conversation do you yeah. know what I mean but I
1: think when him and Ronaldo was at United Rooney was probably above Ronaldo at yeah. the ages of 18 and 19 yeah, yeah, but yeah. Ronaldo definitely passed him out yeah. but there's no doubt about it. Rooney was world class yeah. up until the day he retired yeah, yeah. You know, even in the MLS the goals he was scoring yeah. it was easy for him do you it know was, what I mean yeah, it's like, yeah. like as you said he it does levels. Listen, he was at the top. Yeah, you know? yeah There was yeah. probably
3: another gear there for him as well. Oh know? yeah, there yeah. was probably definitely another gear. There was more potential. Maybe he was
1: hampered by his lifestyle and yeah, I like was not, definitely more. Yeah, know, and his body shape as well. He looked like he was a bit prone to carrying weight Yeah, and he, he worked, did. You
2: know? Yeah, he obviously he always looked like that. He, he? would
3: have been mine, a player that I would have admired as well, Rooney. He would have been like he would have been my reason to watch United back in the day because yeah, I just yeah. loved watching him off the ball yeah. and you know and, uh, things like that. So I can definitely.
2: Yeah, uh, relate to
3: you with that. Or yeah, best Why?
2: player you played with. Do you know what? Um, There's some great ones there, but I like I'd always stick with it. And do you know, he's our manager, you no, know, Colin Healy. Like, but mm-hmm. just um he could fight. He could. He's the type of player he could. Um, he, I remember a couple of years ago. There, we were when we were at the top of the the league and all the rest of it. He, we were, we were down bodies, a couple of injuries, and he's retired now, but I think it was two years at the time, or a year maybe, but um, I hadn't played ball in a year, Like, and manager was like, listen, will you call into the training, room and just fall in for the week, because like, we're down bodies, we just need numbers, something like that, and um, he hadn't trained know, in so long, like, and I remember he just fell in, and just couldn't get near him, and he just, you know, just with ease, he was just, yeah. just stayed at the level he left it at, you know what I mean, mm-hmm, where it's like, yeah. I I could never understand how he maintained the fitness, the lot of it, like, you know. Mm. So, um, yeah, I'd always go with him. I, I was at
1: the Cross for the bicycle kick as well, yeah, against yeah. Pats. Unbelievable, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, I, was I was I was nearly at every game. I was living in a house plant to the Simon that time. I was only in, in recovery, was just out of treatment. And uh, I used to go to all the matches in Torres Cross 2014, 2015, you know. And we were down in the corner as well, where it happened... And uh, in that season, there was a lot of late goals for City. He didn't, we, quite, didn't yeah. quite get to the league that season. No, we did. It was a great campaign. Yeah, wasn't it, it, it was.
2: We, we, like that, you're right. We, we had
1: him um, up. We, Malcolm we, Sullivan was we, playing. Yeah, well we at just the time. stuck
2: at it and we ended up last minute goals. Yeah. like
1: that one was against Pats. And uh, I would have grown up a Pats fan because my dad is from Minchicore oh, and right. I was raised. Pa- I was oh, mascot right. for of Pats and everything when he was a child. But uh, that's another story. But uh, it was a good Pats team that Key Fahey and all. But it was 2 all wasn't it, the last minute, it was very important, and Colin Healy went up with the best bicycle kick you'd see, you (laughs) know, right in front of the shed as well, Uh, you Uh, missed them live moments, yeah,
2: yeah. that was was one of the the great ones, like, you know, even in terms of Cork City, through the years, like, that's probably one of the best goals you're likely to see, like, you know,
1: and um, we have, we've had a few Cork City players from where we're from as well, uh, King Coleman at the moment. Yeah, uh, Patsy Friend one of the best yeah. Cork City players of yeah, all
2: time. A lot of fellows say he was the best. You yeah. know, one of the most gifted player anyway. Yeah. Like whoever uh, yeah. yeah. play like uh, for Cork City. Yeah, we heard
1: I, that a lot. Like, yeah. Yeah. and I've spoken to him there last year at a Rockmont game. Uh, I I don't know if it was Rockmont rather at Munster Senior League game. Yeah, and and he was saying to me, he played against Gaza. He played against some great players, but he said he never felt. Um, he never looked at it like a while ago. He never looked at a player and felt intimidated. Or, he always felt he was comfortable yeah. with his own ability. You yeah, know, he yeah. felt like he, that he could play against anybody. They have two arms and two legs like me. Yeah, yeah. But uh, he said, in spite of playing against all these uh, great players and that, the best thing of him was just representing his home city and just yeah. having a career of his home city.
2: But I can really relate to that, like because it does give me. Um great comfort and a boost, like when I, you know, just being able to, it's almost the parish mentality or the, the GA type mentality thing, mm. like, you know, do soccer doesn't really have that, like, but um, it's nice, it's a luxury, like, to actually mm. be able to have it in soccer, like, and yeah. I'm lucky enough, I have it at the moment, you know, I'm representing, like, Pats, you know, um, there is, there's, um, especially when you're doing well, when you're doing well, yeah. do you know, around town there, like, I remember John Caulfield used to always say it to us, like, you got lads... Because We hadn't experienced any success yet, like, but he would like, I'm telling you now, he's like, if you're successful with this club, he was like, you'll be, he goes, they'll be high fiving your own town for the rest of your life, <laughs> wherever you go, you know what I mean? He goes, even he, he goes, you want you went to a pub, they'll be giving you free points, or whatever you do, and he was bang on, you know, yeah. like, when we, when we were doing well, you couldn't, like, Johnny I mean, McGuire was like, John Lennon, there for a the oh, while, <laughs> wasn't he? <laughs> unbelievable, like, I remember we were up in the secret garden one night, we were after, I don't know, did we win something or whatever, but. I mean, no, like the carry on of us, like no one would have got away. with it, like the, remember sh- when the boys was swinging off the chandelier? <laughs> there was we were up on the chairs, and but it was just. I remember the security was coming over to give out about it, and I, I remember the owner of the the secret or whatever this was like stopped them. Was like look, just leave them, just yeah. leave them. Like do you know what I mean? They they had that kind of like look. They done. It's almost like they done their job. Like just leave them. Leave them have a tear up there. And yeah. Whatever goes like. If they're break, if something breaks, whatever they'll fix it. It was common that attitude, you know. So, um, you know, there was so just back to that. With Patsy, like the representing your yeah. the city, man, is um is is a great feeling. What an honor it is too, like you know. Uh,
1: and look, um, your. I suppose, going through a tough patch there, but you'll get there again. You've been through two liquidations. Yeah. You know, you've know you been through a lot with the club mm-hmm. and you've had the highs of cup wins and league wins and everything and you'll get there again. Yeah. And I uh, wish you nothing but the best for yeah. going forward and uh, thanks a million for coming on the podcast. Well, thanks pleasure, Thanks, thanks very, very much for having me. And uh, we'll see everybody next week again. Uh, Thank you. See you later.